Chapter Twenty Eight of The Shadow of a Sin by Bertha M. Clay. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Eight. The beautiful November day was drawing to a close as Lady Dartell and Hyacinth neared the end of their journey. It had been a lovely day. The branches of the trees were all bare of leaves, but the sun shone brightly and the sky was clear. After the railway journey was ended, as they drove along the country roads, a faint colour came into Millicent's face, faint and exquisite as the delicate bloom on the inner leaf of a wild rose, and a light shone in her eyes. New life had come to her. The trees seemed to spread out their grand branches, as though to welcome her. The time was not so long since she had talked to them in her pretty childlike way, believing they could hear, if not answer her. The life in that dull London house, where no green leaf was to be seen, faded like a heavy dream. She could have stretched out her hands to the trees, in fondest welcome. How had she lived so long without seeing them? A long, deep sigh escaped her. Lady Dartell looked up. I hope you are not tired, Miss Holt, she said. No, not at all, thank you. But the country looks so beautiful, and the trees are like dear old friends. Her ladyship did not look very well pleased. She had not bargained for a sentimental governess. I hope, she returned stiffly. You will find better friends at Hume Abbey than the trees are likely to prove. Another cry of delight escaped Hyacinth, for, on turning a sharp corner of the road, the sea lay spread out before them. Is Hume Abbey near the sea? she asked. Almost too near, said Lady Dartell. For when the wind blows and the tide is high, we can hear the noise of the surf too plainly. That is the only fault anyone could possibly find with Hume. Do you like the sea, Miss Holt? She did not know. She had seen it twice, once when the world was all fair and she was going to Berkheim, and again when the waves had sobbed a dull requiem to all her hope and her love. Did she like it? The very music seemed full of the sorrow of her life. She thought that she would soon grow to love it with a passion that only poets lavish on the fair beauties of nature. Then the grey turrets of the abbey came in sight. We are at home, said Lady Dartell. Hume Abbey was neither so spacious nor so magnificent as Queen's Chase. It was an ancient building of imposing aspect, with square towers and an old-fashioned gateway. The windows were large, and the exterior of the house was ornamented with heavy carvings of stone. The building stood in the midst of the beautiful grounds. A long chestnut avenue at the back led to the woods, and these last sloped down to the very edge of the sea. We are not many minutes' walk from the shore said Lady Dartell. And one of your most important duties, Miss Holt, will be to take Miss Clara down to the sea every day. The walk will be most beneficial to her. The lonely, sorrowful heart clung to the idea of the sea. It would be a companion, almost a friend to her. It had a voice that would speak to her, that would tell her of her love, lost forever, and that would whisper of the mysteries of life, so hard to understand. Lady Dartell almost wondered at the rat, sublime expression that came over the sweet sad face in another moment they were in the spacious entrance hall servants bowing lady dartell proud and patronizing you are tired and will like to go to your room she said king show miss holt to her room so for the one night the young girl escaped the ordeal she had dreaded the introduction to the daughters of lady dartell Hyacinth rose early the next morning. She could not control her impatience to see the sea. It was as though someone she loved were waiting for her. 
after a few inquiries from one of the servants she found her way to the shore her whole heart went out in rapture to the restless waters she sat down and watched the waves as they rolled in and broke on the shore the smell of the salt breeze was delicious the grand anthem of the waves was magnificent to hear and as she sat there she wept as she had not wept since her sorrow fell upon her tears that eased her heart of its burning load and that seemed to relieve her brain of its terrible pressure where was adrian the waves murmured his name my love my lost my own they seemed to chant as the murmur died along the shore where was he could it be that these same waves were chanting to him if i could only go to him she said and fall sobbing at his feet and tell him how i love him presently she went back to the house feeling better than she had felt for long months and found to her great relief that none of the ladies were up yet the servant who had attended to her the night before was in her room my name is mary king miss she said and my lady told me i was to attend the schoolroom would you like to see it millicent followed her and the girl led the way to a pretty little room that overlooked the woods it was plainly furnished but there was a piano an easel and plenty of books and flowers this is the schoolroom miss said the maid and my lady thought that as miss clara will be here for only six hours during the day that is for study it would answer as a sitting-room for you as well hyacinth desired nothing better than the grand old trees to look at the maid wondered that she looked from the window instead of round the room i will bring you your breakfast at once miss said the girl miss clara takes hers with you after breakfast lady dartell came in with the written order of studies in her hand and then millicent found that her office was no sinecure there was one thing pleasant every day she must spend two hours out of doors with the young ladies in order to converse in french and italian with them lady dartell added that she had one remark to make and that was that she had noticed in miss holt a tendency to dreaminess this was always bad in young people but especially out of place in a governess she trusted that miss holt would try and cure herself of it when the lady had gone away the girl looked round the room she wondered how long she would have to live in it and what she would have to pass through what sorrowful thoughts what ghosts of her lost love and lost happiness would haunt her but in her wildest dreams she never fancied anything so strange as that which afterward came to pass she found that it was not without reason that she had dreaded the ordeal of meeting the young ladies they were not amiable girls they were tall with good figures and high-bred faces faces that if they had taken the trouble to cultivate more amiability and good temper would even have been passable if not comely but they wore continually an expression of pride discontent and ill-temper lady dartell like the valiant and enterprising lady that she was did her best with them and tried to make the most of them she tried to smooth down the little angularities of temper she tried to develop the best traits in their characters and to conceal their faults it was a difficult task and nothing but the urgency of the case would have given her ladyship courage the misses dartell had been for three years in society and all prospect of their settlement in life seemed remote it was a serious matter to lady dartell she did not care to pass through life with two cross old maids hampering her every movement sir aubrey had listened to his mother's complaints and had laughingly tried to comfort her i shall come down some time in february he said 
and i will bring some of the most eligible bachelors of my acquaintance with me if you make good use of the opportunity you will surely get one of the girls off i know how fatal country-house life is to an idle man the prospect was rather a poor one still lady dartell was not without hope the gentleman who was to win one of the misses dartell was not to be envied for the exceeding happiness of his lot they treated the governess with a mixture of haughty scorn and patronising disdain which at time even amused her she was as a rule supremely indifferent but there were times when a sarcasm from one of the young ladies brought a smile to her lips for the simple reason that it was so very inappropriate End of chapter 28